plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm so happy that we are together once again. You are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm your host, Cynthia Bryan. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and it is always, always a, you know, just a delight (laughs) to be here on the air in my 26th year of doing radio. The miracle moment for today is an African proverb, and it's brought to you by Be The Star You Are. And you can visit Be The Star You Are charity at bethestarur.org. Be The Star You Are will be collaborating for Santa Day at 5A, where you can bring your children or your animals for free, get a picture with Santa, have holiday treats, and... um, There'll be crafts, et cetera. More information at bethestarur.org. Click on events. And this proverb says, if it's not good for everyone, it's no good for anyone. And how true that is. Well, our topics for today are um, kind of a myriad of things, but things that I think I feel are very important. In segment two, we're going to acknowledge the fact that Parents are as stressed and sad and depressed as teens are. And anxious adults who are parents of adolescents are trying to maintain their equilibrium. Yet there are studies that indicate that the mental health of the parent greatly affects the the kids. And what can we do to heal parents' pain? That's one of our discussions. And in segment three... Do you work on building strong relationships with friends? Do you have really good friends? You only need a few because when we nurture our friendships, we will feel included, we feel loved, and we actually become more prosperous and happy. Healthy friendships protect against depression and increase our life satisfaction. So if you want to strengthen yours, make sure you are still with us in segment three. But right now, we're going to talk about the big C, especially breast cancer, and the wisdom study, which was founded in 2016 by Dr. Laura Esserman, a breast cancer surgeon and oncology specialist at the University of San Francisco. And the wisdom study is now launching Wisdom 2.0 in an effort to screen smarter, not screen more, because many women at low risk may not need screening uh, right away, and at least may not need screening until they're in their 50s. But for a small percentage of women at very high risk for cancer, early screening and strategies to reduce risk can be critical. Now, in my family, cancer has really been a devastating disease. Many, many relatives have, um, have had cancer. Many have died of cancer. 
and breast cancer is also a big thing in in my family. So every October, the nation observes Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so maybe you did do that in the month of October. That is a month-long campaign that provides an opportunity for the public to focus its attention on acknowledging and understanding breast cancer, the biology of breast cancer, how it impacts community, and the treatments that are available. And in my family, as I said, cancer has taken the lives of many, many people. So I'm very aware of the necessity for screenings and being on top of it. When my mother was just 60, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And as her devoted daughter, I sought to find the experts in the field. My my uh, grandmother had died at, at 50 of breast cancer. So when my mom got breast cancer, everybody I spoke to directed me to a young breast cancer surgeon and oncology specialist at the University of San Francisco, and it was Dr. Laura Esserman. She was amazing. She treated my mother, and my mother um, was a survivor. Now, in 2016, Dr. Laura Esserman founded the Wisdom Study for risk assessment to follow women who had not experienced breast cancer. And she contacted me, I signed up immediately and I have been in the study ever since. And I want to encourage every woman, especially women of color or Asian descent to join this wisdom study. The wisdom study is a free, free study. And you are followed by Dr. Esserman and her uh, team. And they just really keep on top of it. They'll send you um, a survey once a year, sometimes twice a year. They they double check any of your mammograms that you have. And they're just incredibly responsive. So it helps you feel that you are doing the best you can, you know, to keep breast cancer at bay. And if you should get breast cancer, that you will know what to do with it. Now, in 2009, Laura Esserman, um, she co-published an article in the Journal of the American Medical Association, which is called JAMA, J-A-M-A, and she suggested that it was time to rethink routine screening for breast and prostate cancer. And so the current approach that she wrote at that time was not reducing aggressive or late stage disease as much as it had been hoped. And instead, it was leading to overdiagnoses. So at UCSF, University of California, San Francisco, Dr. Esselman worked in collaboration with others for many years and developed treatments for invasive breast cancers that could be offered before surgery and sometimes, and hopefully, instead of surgery. So it was a more balanced and nuanced approach that better stratifies individuals on the basis of risk and patient preference. And of course, that is very, very welcome. Uh, We always want to screen the patients who um, we know that will be at the highest risk, the physicians say, but they want to back off patients who have lower risks. And none of it comes easily in this country because it was long ago established that screening and its resulting treatments were the standard of care. 
So making progress requires making change. And often that means challenging the status quo. So as scientists and researchers working to improve breast cancer prevention, detection, and treatment, these physicians are putting the norms to the test by evaluating new approaches in comparison to what the existing standards of care are at the present time. And then over the past years, breast cancer experts have learned so much about breast cancer biology and how some cancers behave. And they've learned that some are slow growing and less likely to cause harm. Others are much more aggressive and dangerous. As well, um, there's so much more technology today, and that has improved in the detection of um, cancers earlier, because if you catch cancers early, very often they are very treatable. And usually those are the slow-growing cancers, whereas the most aggressive cancers are often found by the women themselves between routine screenings. So in recent years, there has been this greater recognition that overdiagnosis, which is defined as detecting a cancer, often through screening, that would not have caused any symptoms in a person's lifetime, uh, represents perhaps an important harm from what is breast cancer screening. So subsequently, diagnoses and treatments continue to rise and annual deaths due to aggressive breast cancers have remained pretty much unchanged. So these facts forced the wisdom's researchers to ask really hard questions that challenge the norms. And some of these questions include, do we need to redefine what we call cancer? Are we doing our best to detect the cancers that are most dangerous? What is the impact of detecting and treating cancers that are not likely to become a danger? Are there better ways to keep an eye on non-harmful cancers? Are there ways to prevent them from ever progressing? How can we make sure we are providing the right level of care without doing too much? Or how can we make sure that we are providing the right level of care or not enough care. So there's a lot of concerns over overdiagnosis and overtreatment, especially in breast cancer. I mean, that's not new, but there is new work being done to try to get the answers and the solutions. So the wisdom study has come out with this wisdom 2.0. It's the newest version of the study. Uh, and it's it's launching this month, and it's going to expand on wisdom in several significant ways. So it's going to include updates to their risk assessments, enhanced genetic results, and expanding enrollment to include women as young as thirty. Before it was um, it was targeting women that were um, forty uh, forty and older who had not had any uh, cancer. So the intention of the Wisdom 2.0 is to offer a breast cancer risk assessment, including genetic testing. And that, that is really helpful to thousands of young women who could be at a higher risk of developing aggressive cancer. And as I said at the top, the goal is to screen smarter, not screen more. 
because many women are at low risk and may not need screening until they are maybe 50. But for the small percentage of women who are at very high risk of cancer, the early screening and the strategies to reduce risk can be critical and they can be life-saving. And um, I believe that it's going to continue this way. For me, um, and I've been in it since the beginning, it has been 100% free, the genetic testing, the assessments, everything. And I believe that they are going to continue to do that. Um, if you do have insurance, you can probably input the insurance uh, and it would help, but they are being funded by grants, et cetera. Now, those who learn that they are at higher risk will be offered wisdom genetic counseling service and risk reduction strategies. And they, the wisdom study also offers a breast health decision tool um, to participants, which has suggestions for prevention and tools to understand the risk. Now, the science behind the wisdom too, it aims to identify who is at risk for what kind of breast cancer, because there's many different kinds. And from that, they want to determine what populations and histories are at the highest risk so that they can escalate screening and prevention. And there are well-known differences in breast cancer risk among various demographics. However, the most current models of breast cancer risk were developed with mainly Caucasian populations, and they do not want that to continue. They've already implemented polygenic risk. It's called PRS models specific to Latina and Asian women. And they're working on developing a PRS model for black women. And this will improve the ability to predict who is at risk for aggressive versus slower growing tumors. And um, they would want to continue to enroll a diverse group of, of women. And that's and from all around the world, by the way. And that's why it's so important to have a diverse population participate in the wisdom study so that all women everywhere can be counted and can find out what their risk possibilities are. So as new and better models for measuring genetics and risk are developed, the wisdom study will continue to add them into the study as they've done in the past. And then they will show that the model is uh, better for patients, more cost-effective, and combined with uh, prevention. And they are partner partnering with organizations across the country. Um, and of course, the enthusiasm is really build building. And it's an opportunity for women to join in the journey. The goal is to enroll 50,000 new women in Wisdom 2.0, and they want at least 10,000 Black women. And for people who already have um, participated in Wisdom 1.0, as myself, the continued participation and completion of yearly uh, surveys is absolutely critical because that is going to help the Wisdom study complete the necessary follow-up time in the study with each and every person enrolled. So when you finish your follow-up, then uh, you will be invited to participate in Wisdom 2.0. And for those in the annual arm, that means you can switch to the personalized arm. I'm in the personalized arm, and I, so I get genetic testing. 
And for those in the first line arm, you can be asked to give another saliva sample so you can evaluate additional genetic risks. Uh, or you can just join the annual arm if you want. So you can just look into it. So again, um, it would be really great to let any of your friends and family know, have them join Wisdom 2.0 and know that women as young as 30 can enroll. So you can find out more about this at wisdomstudy.org. It's just like the word wisdom, wisdomstudy.org, or you can call 855-729-2844. I mean, there's a lot of interest in oncology world asking, how can we better predict which treatments are necessary and which are not so that for some reason and for some women, we can safely do less. So the wisdom study is working on environment and breast cancer, and I really recommend them highly. Dr. Laura Esserman and her team are remarkable, and um, hopefully no one out there will be diagnosed with breast cancer, but if you are, it won't be as frightening. Wisdomstudy.org. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how parents and teens are both struggling with feelings of sadness, hopelessness, and depression, and what can be done about it. Stay with me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? 
Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling. Well, we are back. And I appreciate that you're staying with me. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. And this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan. Well, if you have teenagers, you might have noticed that they might be having a hard time uh, because high school students report chronic feelings of sadness and hopelessness. And that rose from one in five Uh, to one in three between 2008 and 2019, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. And of course, then we had the pandemic and those feelings reported by 42% of high school students and almost 60% of girls. So it actually got bad. But the thing is, is that parents are reporting the same kind of thing. The parents are starting to feel hopeless and helpless as well. And what can we do about that? So with the attention to kids, you know, of course that makes sense. At Be The Star You Are, I work with teens and giving them a sense of purpose and helping them to feel that they are important and their voices are heard, especially with our teen show, Express Yourself Teen Radio. It's very critical. Because uh, this is one of the key takeaways in all the studies is providing emotional support because teens really need it and helping them feel that that they are heard and that they they are uh, critical to the conversation. But the CDC's 2021 data showed 25% of teen girls had made a suicide plan. That is really scary. And social media is obviously blamed for the rise in mood disorders um, as well as sleep deprivation because the kids are on their phones all the time. And there's a huge spike in loneliness uh, as well as academic pressure. I know that we are in a, a community where academic pressure is really, really high. And just this past week in our uh, our local newspaper, it was talking about how how critical it has become because the kids, they just feel like, you know, they're never good enough and they're working so hard and they're exhausted and they're not getting enough sleep. And there's so many things that are happening like that. This is This is definitely not a good thing. And one of the key ways we can bolster teens' mental health and buffer that um, the vulnerable is through healthy, attuned relationships with their parents and caregivers. But the problem there is also, what do you do when 
the parents are experiencing just as much pain and they are feeling that bad because the what uh, according to two national surveys that were completed just um a, a few months back after the pandemic had wound down 20% of mothers and 15% of fathers reported anxiety compared with 18% of their teens so actually parents were having more anxiety than the kids and 15% of teens were reporting depression alongside 16% of moms and 10% of fathers. So in total, a one third of teens had a parent suffering from a reported anxiety or depression. And what data suggests is that we would be just as right to sound the alarm about the state of parents' mental health as about the state of teens' mental health, because Depressed and anxious adults who are parents of teens are truly faced with a double whammy. The double whammy is they're not feeling very good. And how can they help their teens that are having a hard time as well? And, you know, teens are really smart. And when their parents are struggling, they really feel that pressure and they, they don't really know what it is that they can do. So. We have to try to manage ourselves as parents while simultaneously supporting the teens that we have. That is a definitely, you know, that's a tough nut to crack. So what um, research is showing is that depressed teens are about five times as likely as non-depressed teens to have a depressed parent and that anxious teens are at least 3% as likely to have a depressed parent. So in other words, if a teen is depressed, most likely that parent is also depressed. Now, of course, the reasons could be all over the map. It might, the parents, it might be, the parents are depressed because they don't know how to handle their teens. And then it's just that vicious circle. But about 40% of both parents and teens that were um, that were surveyed said that they're really worried about their mental health and the parents were especially worried. So the bottom line is, is if we wanna help teens, we have to help their parents. So depressed and anxious parents can be excellent caregivers because their own experience can build the empathy and give um, adults a language that they you can use to help teens navigate similar emotional terrain, especially if those parents are getting some counseling or in therapy. But research also shows that children of parents with untreated depression, so that means the parents are not getting any therapy or they're not getting any treatment whatsoever, they have higher rates of behavioral problems they have difficulty coping with stress, and they have incredible difficulty forming any healthy relationships. They have more academic problems, and they can have mental illness. So if both parents and children are suffering, the two can set each other off with adults lacking the energy required to focus on what the kids are struggling. So anxious and depressed teens will show frustration and then they're going to lash out at their parents or their caregivers. So again, it becomes this, 
you know, this guinea pig wheel, this, you know, this just this terrible, terrible um, thing that just doesn't get get uh, taken care of. So we have to be attuned to the kids' emotional states. I mean, it's crucial for parents to support the healthy development of their kids. And, you know, it's interesting when um, when a baby cries and parents attend to the baby, there's that important stress regulation skills are built. And when a child like babbles and a parent reacts, you know, with a big smile, the child learns to keep talking and exploring. So what child development specialists call this is the serve and return. The baby serves up a sound or, you know, has some new experience and the parent returns with affection and love. And then they build this bond of trust and helping how that infant self-regulates. And the ways that we stay connected with our children, they change as we grow, as they grow, and as um, as maturity grows. So, but the principle is still the same. A child's sense of self grows stronger and matures by being known, attended to, cared for, by being shown that their feelings matter first and foremost um, to their parents or caregivers. And of course, we know that the influence of peers clearly grows as they age, but the human relationship has the power to relieve stress, to promote resilience, and to restore a young person's sense of safety. So stress releases cortisol to the body and the brain, and that causes those feelings that we get that are fight, flight, or freeze. But if we have an adult who loves us unconditionally, a buffer is created. So relationships that are strong and trustworthy, they release that hormone oxytocin, and oxytocin restores a child's sense of safety. But let's get back to the parent who is depressed or anxious. It can be really hard to connect with anyone, much less a teen who is pushing your buttons. So providing emotional support for teens, that becomes really hard when a parent is stressed. Now, one of the key takeaways from studies of family with a diagnosed mental illness was that children of parents with mood disorders have higher rates of mood disorders themselves. And another takeaway was even in that situation, kids can be resilient and they can do well. So there was... um an intervention that was pioneered called Family Talk. So in families with depression, the depression shut down the capacity to have a conversation and problem solve together. So this pro this program called Family Talk involved talking to each party separately. So uh, a counselor or a therapist would talk to a parent and then talk to a child and then help the adult plan a conversation about what depression is, who's getting the treatment, how they're going to overcome it, and then actually having a conversation in a family meeting led by the parents, but assisted by the clinician. And what what the clinicians found was that explaining what was happening and saying the kids can be normal and happy despite depression and despite the fact that the parents were depressed, 
that parents can be very good parents despite being sad or depressed. That was helpful to everyone. Now, um, it we the other thing that's emphasized in this parent and teen communication is communication. The key is ensuring that teens know that when adults lash out or when they withdraw love, it is probably due to the illness and it's not due to the child. And by differentiating that, that makes a huge difference. If a parent simply tells a teen, I'm struggling with some things right now. And if I seem to shut down or I'm really irritable, please know it's not your fault. That can make a huge, huge difference. So reports offer other insights for parents. And when teens were asked what they needed from adults, they had a number one answer. 40% of responses actually chose this answer. And it was for their parents to reach out more to ask how they're really doing and then to really listen. Uh, as one team said, don't look at me through the keyhole, open the door and let's talk. So, you know, it's interesting because as a parent, we often think the teens don't want to talk to us because, you know, they're being moody or whatever. The reality is the teens really do want to talk to us. They really do want to be part of our lives. So adults need to recognize that teens are feeling lost and they're feeling unseen. And if it sounds trite, it isn't because of teens surveyed, 36% reported little or no purpose or meaning in life. And that absence strongly correlated with depression and anxiety. And as we we're saying, adolescence, it's a period of a massive brain reconstruction and a new identity formation. A key way that identity is formed is through meaning, finding ways to matter in the world. Uh, it's, you know, there's a, always that focus on wellness. But maybe that's placing too much attention on how to make ourselves happy and not enough on how helping others actually makes us happy. And study after sh a study shows that to be happy, we have to help other people to be happy. So this is really interesting to me because that leaves it up to us. And again, here at Be The Star You Are, this is what I focus on when I'm coaching teens. I I want the kids to be helping each other and to help others that are less fortunate. And we do this through a variety of programs from writing book reviews to um, events to, uh, to uh, donating and participating in disaster relief. And of course, the Express Yourself Teen Radio which is uncensored and unedited. And if you haven't tuned in, I really suggest you do. Um, it's right here on the Voice American Network. And you can find the links at expressyourselfteenradio.com or just by clicking here on uh, cynthiabryan.com or starstyleradio.com, the links to the Voice America um, sites where you can listen to express yourself and hear what teens are thinking about. 
because they talk about what is important to them. So it it's up to us as caregivers to help teens find meaning and to find hope. Now, there was a, um, a research from Anna Freud who studied the effect of World War II on children. And I found it so fascinating that I want to share it with you. Why did children who stayed with their mothers and during years of bombing in the Blitz fare better than those kids who were evacuated to safe places? Well, somehow in the middle of the Blitz and London being bombed, a mother would say to a kid, we're going to make it through this. We're going to be all right. Now, did the moms know that they were going to be all right? Did they have a crystal ball? Absolutely not. The moms were scared to death, but they were reassuring their kids. They knew that what they needed to do in that moment was to help their child believe that this horrible situation was going to turn out all right. Now, uh, alternatively, the kids that were sent away didn't have any parental assurance. And so the interesting thing about that study by Anna Freud was that the kids that stayed with their parents during horrific bombings, they fared better. And the reason is, is that humans heal. We heal both mentally and we heal physically because humans know how to solve problems. And the human experience is about solving challenges. So we can do this. We can solve the problem. We can solve the challenge. And we can give both parents and teens hope for a better future. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We have a business fight coming up. And then after that, we will talk about friendships and the importance of having good, solid friendships. Stay with me. There's lots more to come, so don't go away. Be the star you are. The star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Are you a leader? Are you an admired leader? As a leader, it is important to be admired by your peers, your colleagues, your employees, and others. The answer is yes, yes, yes. You must be an inspired and admired leader. To inspire support, leaders must be strong, accomplished, visionary, decisive, charismatic, and most importantly, humble. They have to be honest. They have to be truthful. They have to live with integrity. Leader humility is the quality to feel and display a deep regard for the dignity and talents of others, which builds a foundation of healthy relationships. A leader with integrity and the ability to recognize the self-worth of others can grow a business and a company. Consider the needs, the values, and the goals of others and the workers, and the opportunities to lead a successful organization will multiply. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. 
turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is Well, we are back, and I want to talk about friendships. Do you have strong friendships? Do you have lots of friends or just acquaintances? Are that colleagues? Uh, it's very, very important. It probably sounds obvious, but the world is in the midst of chaos, as we know. There's uh, wars going on. Um, we don't have to actually go into any of that, but let's just say that I think people are feeling lonely and hopeless and sad. But having friends matter. But many of us underestimate the real impact that our friendships can have on our lives because a connection is literally the most important factor that can predict how healthy we are, um, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. There's a growing body of research that really supports this point that Healthy, stable friendships can pro- uh, protect us against depression and anxiety. It can increase life satisfaction. Uh, friendships extend longevity and improve health metrics like blood pressure or body mass index. You know, you've probably heard the adage, you know, that friends are a mirror of yourself. So if you are to look at the people around you, who do you consider a friend? Now, I feel really blessed because I'm from a close-knit family and um, we really do, you know, we care about each other. But friends have been very important to me throughout my life. And I don't want, I have never strove to have lots and lots of friends. I have lots and lots of acquaintances and people I respect and admire. However, when it comes to close friendships, really close friendships, people I know I could count on through thick and thin, no matter what is happening, 
I can count those people on one hand. And those people have been in my life for years, literally since I was a teenager. <laughs> and to me, that's the most important thing is to nurture these relationships. So those who don't have strong social connections have an elevated risk of heart disease and stroke, type 2 diabetes, addiction, and even dementia. And while many people assume it's the number of friends that counts, as I was just saying, research indicates its quality is the most important, not the quantity. And even having just a small selection of close friends, like I have my five friends, it's a stronger predictor of happiness than having lots and lots of casual connections. And, you know, that gets me to social media, how you friend somebody or you like. It's interesting. You know, people think that they have they have. Uh, I mean, I've talked to influencers who are very proud of the thousands of followers that they have or the friends they have. But those aren't really friends. And those people could turn on you on an instant. Your friends are people who have been through, have been with you through thick and thin, through the good, through the bad. Those are the friends you can count on. And how do you know when you really have a good friend? You know you have a really good friend when you're going through a tough time and that person is there for you. I think uh, I'm going to paraphrase this because Oprah Winfrey had this wonderful quote from years ago about, you know, friends, um, there are friends that who will ride with you in the limousine, but your good friends are the ones who are going to take the bus with you when you are down and out. And I'm paraphrasing, that's not exactly what she said, but but you get the drift. It's when you're down and out, those are the friends that are there for you. They're the ones that pull you up buy your bootstraps and say, hey, I'm here. We're going to make it together. They keep you on the uh, on the line of being positive. Now, often people feel disconnected. And when you feel disconnected, instead of nurturing existing connections, there can be this feeling of, oh, I need to look elsewhere. I need to have a whole new circle of friends. You know, so I need to join a group or join a club or a church, uh, you know, go to a different church or whatever it is. But for many people, it's helpful to think about the friendships we already have in our lives. And even if they feel a little stale, or maybe you've been raising children and you've kind of veered away, maybe this is time to revive them and to rekindle that. So there are some ways to strengthen your friendships and breathe new life into old bonds. Consistently invest in time. You have to make time for the people you care about. And having shared experiences is what is probably one of the most essential roles in deepening friendships. Now, here is the research that backs this up. And I find this fascinating. It takes approximately 50 hours of time together to transform an acquaintance to a casual friend. So let's divide that um, by 24 hours. So that would be two days of 24 hours. But let's just say you have a couple hours a day. So you'd probably need 
you know, at least 25 hours, uh, I mean, 25 days to uh, transform a, an acquaintance into a casual friend. But then you need 90 hours to become a regular friend and more than 200 hours to solidify a best friendship. So if you find you are continually dropping the ball on putting in time and effort with your friends, you need to correct that and decide that you are going to put in the time that it takes to be with a friend. So, you know, it might mean that you pick up the phone and you have coffee or you get a lunch date or you do something like that. Because if you want to have a good friend and make it a best friend, you're going to have to have some shared experiences. You also have to add more positivity. One way to grow any relationship is to foster positivity. It's not always about saying positive things. I mean, if you're in a bad mood, you can be open about how you're feeling and give your friends permission to feel differently while expressing your curiosity about what's new in their life. But you don't want to be a Debbie Downer. You don't only want to call friends when you're down and out and expect them to rally to you. You know, you've got to be there for them too. And we have to learn to be vulnerable. Another key to cultivating a stronger friendship is allowing yourself to be vulnerable. You can start by sharing, you know, a small amount of opinions, like what, a th what you thought about, I don't know, a, a movie or a book or what's going on in the world. And then you can dive in deeper by telling your friends what you're currently struggling with or what scares you. Just remember when we're vulnerable, we feel like we are burdening people. And sometimes we are. But being vulnerable also conveys that we like them and we trust them. And fundamentally, that can bring people closer together. But again, don't always be that Debbie Downer. If every time you call somebody, you have something bad to say, they're going to start ghosting you. They're not going to want to pick up your calls because they know that they're going to just get involved in something that is going to be tough. So, you know, make sure that you compliment people when they have something that's going great in their life. Share that with them and let them know how much you care that uh, they won an award or that they've hit a milestone. Also, you need to mix in some novelty. It might be time to inject a shot of new energy into your most familiar friendships. And that goes for both conversations and activities because we tend to talk about the same topics over and over. And sometimes we meet at the same places and at the same time. So we got to mix it up, make it fun. You know, it's a relationship, right? You got to keep that energy going. You got to go off script from time to time. So maybe you want to brainstorm a new adventure that you can embark on together. Um, maybe you'll want to travel someplace. Maybe just, you know, go to a spa, go away for a weekend, um, create a bucket list. Maybe you want to go to a concert or see a special movie or try a new restaurant. Do something that you haven't done so that it's kind of fun. And then make sure you show up for all those important moments. Every friendship will inevitably arrive at what we call a moment, the highs and the lows. Um, and this is how friendships really work. 
You got to be there for the weddings, but you also got to be there for the funerals. Was your friend promoted? Um, did your friend get diagnosed with, you know, a scary cancer or an illness? Are you there for them? Um, is your friend, you know, going through a new relationship or ending a relationship? Whatever the answers are, we have to play a large role in being there, showing up. That determines how much we value our friendships. And friendships are key. And that the same thing with friendships, it goes with your family members. We can't choose our families. And sometimes we don't want to be around some members of our families. But remember that we can always nurture the relationship by being kind and being generous and just being there. Well, that is the show for today. I thank you so much for staying tuned to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Remember to ask once, give thanks often, expect the best, appreciate everything, never give up, make life fun, and smile a lot. And when we have success, let's share our success with others. For more information about Star Style Productions or to purchase any of my 10 books, visit CynthiaBryan.com and click on the store. The money does go to be the star you are.org and you can visit that website as well. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. I want you to see beyond your physical being and know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. So cherish the past. Dream of the future and celebrate every moment of your life and read a book this week because a book is like a garden in your pocket. And until next Wednesday, when we play again in the star style playground, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails and smiles keep us happy. I thank Andrew for being my terrific engineer and I thank you for being here with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Make it a great week, and we'll talk next week. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.